0: hey everybody this is michael willis coming to you once again from the greater things podcast i uh, just want to say thank you once again for joining hope you've been doing all the episodes that we've been putting out uh, excited for the greater things to come as well i uh, just want to give a just a recap of what today has brought us. Uh, I'm here with Josh. Josh is here with me. Uh, Josh, hope you're doing well. Say hi. Hi.
1: Hey, everybody. Good to be on the, be on the Greater Things
0: podcast again. Yeah. So. I'm glad you're here. Uh, just want to give a recap of our day. We're sitting, we're sitting at the town church um, here at 424 East Main Street. If you do ever want to come out and just, we're here. You just come out and see us. But we're sitting at the town church today. I think we're just in awe of what has happened today so, yeah. has
1: been just marvelous yeah. i mean the last you know yesterday in the prayer meeting that we had the terry meeting yeah. we're calling it and today both services i mean we just it's been soaking in god's glory and his presence yeah
0: he's faithful yeah and it all i mean like you said, we said it earlier but lots of freedom came today lots of lots of breakthrough for many people and i think good things happened today and I think it's just a continuation of what God's doing in the world right now. And as you said yesterday, there was, uh, I think I counted around 40, 45 people that come through uh, through for prayer on a Saturday during the day. They took time out of their day. And it was what a beautiful thing that people would sacrifice their time to just come seek God for, a four, there was about four-hour period there that we opened the church doors. So uh, really exciting. Uh, it, it's exciting to be. To be a part of God's kingdom, it's exciting to be a, a child of God right now. And the good thing is that God's going to keep going. And if, and if we'll keep on going, we're going to keep going with him. So uh, for the next couple of weeks, we're going to do, do a little different, cover a little teaching. Uh, we're going to break it into parts because I, I figure we could probably spend a whole six or seven hours or eight hours on this topic. Uh, but we're going to talk about worship and uh and then today and then one thing that we're the one thing that we're going to cover them is our mission statement which josh has got that he's going to read it here in just a second but we're going to break it down into four parts uh with the first part being that we are a worship privilege to worship so i'm going to let josh read the whole thing uh and then we'll go from there
1: so this is our our church mission statement here at salish church and it goes like this it says we are a church that is privileged to worship Committed to evangelism, dedicated to discipling, and blessed to see signs and wonders. And you know, I I think you know, Mike, you said that we're gonna start focusing on this mission statement for the next you know three to four weeks, whatever it turns out to be. And and I think it's fitting that this first one that we're gonna be diving into is that we're a church that's privileged to worship because today both of our services was nothing but uh, an opportunity to worship God. And, and like you said, in the midst of that worship and praying, people got freedom yeah. and, and people rededicated their lives. Some people laid some stuff down that they had been dragging around with them and yeah. left it at the altar. And People's. we've had cr- crying, we've yeah. had tears. We even had a surprise foot washing. (laughs) People filled with the Spirit. People filled with the Spirit. I mean, we had a lady said she spoke in tongues out loud for the first first time time today. I mean, God's just moving. I'm thankful. And I don't want people to listen to this podcast thinking it's just say because God is moving in every church. If you are willing to pray and if you're willing to see God's face, God's moving in churches. He's moving in hearts and lives. And and like I said, Mike said, we're going to dive into this mission statement here for the next a uh, few weeks. So tonight we're going to dive in. We're going to dig down deeper in this and what it means to be a church that is privileged to worship.
0: Yeah. Amen. So, uh, with, with that, and you know, I'm all about worship and, and if and nothing on me, but it's an expression of my love towards God. It's an expression. It's a way for me to get out uh, outside of my comfort zone of who I am and express to the father how much I love him through worship and I don't do the worship to be seen. I don't think that's you know in my agenda, and it never has been. But I love God so much, and it's also an expression of where He brought me from. And if I could tell, you, if I took time to tell you, which we don't have time right now. But if I took time to tell you where He brought me from, you would you would see the expression of love and why why I act like that, or why we do those things my worship is nothing crazy, it's nothing, but it's just an act of symbol of love towards my father who who set me free, who gave me freedom, who gave me life. And with all that, those things, you know, he gave me the ability to worship him and I worship him in spirit and in truth. And that's that's where that's where that brings that in. So, and I wanna read Revelations four real quick because Revelation paints a beautiful picture of heaven. Yeah, it uh, a
1: picture of what worship is gonna be like. Yeah. In heaven when we get there, yeah. And what's going on now? What's and going what's on been right going now? On for all of eternity, whenever, yeah. you know, Whenever God decided to create everything, you know, this worship has been going on in heaven, and yeah. it's going to happen, and it's going to keep happening, and it's going to happen when we yeah. get there. So. Yeah.
0: And it's exciting. It's exciting to read. If you, I mean, I, if you ever get just blatantly bored, sit down and read Revelation four, and just bring out your imagination to see what God's going to show you, and, and picture what heavenly worship looked like. So I I want to read it real quick. And then I know you got, excuse me, I know you got a couple things you want to throw out there. Uh, Revelations four and verse two, it says, immediately I was in the spirit and there was a throne set in heaven with one sitting on the throne. And he who sat there appeared like Jasper and a sardius stone. And there was a rainbow around the throne appearing like an emerald. 24 thrones were around the throne and I saw 24 elders sitting on the throne clothed in a white garment. They had crowns of gold on their heads, lightnings and thunderings, and voices proceeded from the throne. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Before the throne was a sea of glass like crystal. Wow. And in the midst of the throne and around the throne were four living creatures covered with eyes in the front and in back. And the fifth creature was like a lion and the si- second um, excuse me, second living creature like a calf, and the third living creature had a face like a man, and the fourth creature was like a flying eagle. And the four living creatures had six wings each, and they were covered with eyes all around. All day and night, without ceasing, they were saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was, who is, and who is to come. Man, I love that. I love that. And if you read on down, it talks about the 24 elders, and they were sitting there on the throne, and they they throw their crowns before the throne, and they say, worthy, you are worthy to receive the glory and honor, for you have created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. He is worthy of it all. I, I love that song. We've been singing that song for the last couple months now, but the song says, he is worthy of it all for him are all things amen and to him are all things he deserves the glory that that that's just resided in my heart ever since I've heard that song but man we've been singing it lately and it's been it's just been an outpouring of his spirit when we sing it and he is worthy and I think that's a that's a cor- correlation because it, it is heaven because we're singing what the word of god says and, and, and taking into worship if you worship God, sing the Word. I, I encourage you to sing you know, Psalms. David wrote Psalms. Sing the Word of God. Sing what God has written in His Word and proclaim it in your heart. If you have trouble reading the Word or getting the Word to stick into your mind, maybe sing it out loud, and maybe it'll stick a little better. Do something that'll make it stick. And, and I love Revelation four for that for that reason because this paints the picture of what heaven's going to look like. And I, and I, I, I in my mind I can picture it, and I'm I'm sure others can. But Man, just to sit there and see the creatures in Isaiah, their eyes were covered and they couldn't behold. But now and here in Revelation, John sees them and their eyes are uncovered and they can behold what is God and his glory and his majesty. And they're crying, holy, 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 because they're getting to bestow and look upon the one that gave us life and gave life more abundantly and who created us and gave us our purpose. Wow. Amazingly why would we not want to worship him? Why would we not want to give him, offer him praise? Why would we not want to return wow. unto him everything that he has given unto us? It's all to give it back unto him in, in worship. And I, I certainly can't wait. We, we sing, you know, I'm, I'm going to wear a crown. I'm going to wear it, but I'm going to toss it at his feet, and I'm going to worship him with everything that is within me on that day when I when I get to see him sitting on the throne. So, uh, I, Josh, I, I will take all time on worship, but I know you've got some, some things you want to read and some talk about. Bounce back on that real quick. Yeah. So, Mike had
1: mentioned going over our mission statement like this and our, in worship in Revelation uh, chapter 4 there, and I had a few notes and, in studying, and I found it, and I've got a couple of quotes here from... Uh, one of them actually happens to be from Michael so i'm going to read a quote from him and he probably don't even remember giving it but he had preached one night about revelation or about worship i can't even remember but i pinned this this note that he this quote that he said and I, and i also got a quote from uncle Larry uncle Larry Willis um so i got i'm just going to read these two quotes here and then we're going to we're going to dive into the word of god we're going to look at some some, some words, some Hebrew words in the Old Testament. I believe there's nine words that we've got down. There may be some others, but we've got nine that we're gonna to cover t- today that the, the different ways that, that people can worship and praise God. But these, I'm gonna start off with these two quotes here. So the first one is uh, from Michael and, and he was preaching and he said this, he said, we are often tempted to judge worship experience by how it makes us feel. But when we realize that worship is about pleasing God, We are driven to his word so we can know how he wants to be worshipped. So I just, whenever you had said that while you were preaching, Mike, it just hit me is, you know, it's not about how I feel, but it's about who I'm beholding. It's about God. You know, we're worshipping him and it's all about him. Yes, the feelings are good. I love a feel good service. I love today. It felt good. But even if it didn't, you know, he is so worthy to be praised, you know, even beyond our feelings we're going to worship him and then uh, this other second quote before we dive in and um it just says this and this was uh, one day uncle larry was preaching and he said this and and i i topped it down in my notes and i've had it ever since and i'm i'm thankful that i have it but he said i can take any attack of the enemy yeah as long as i can keep my praise and my worship between me and god and god yeah that's what he said. And, and I'd heard, uh, he said that a few, a few times and, and I pinned it down this time. But I, And I even talked to him, uh, you know, some about that, Mike, and I'm sure you did too. But, mm-hmm. you know, he was serious about it. He said all these things, these struggles and these battles and these issues in the churches and between brothers and sisters, he said, that doesn't have to matter. Mm-hmm. But if we just worship God, yeah, like he needs to be worshiped, What's like, like supposed we're to supposed to worship, mm-hmm. then everything else will work out. And that's, that's the reason I have those two quotes there tonight is, is just to help us. And so do you have anything else
0: you want to add before we dive in? I mean, mean, just like you said that, that statement, that last one, of course, you know, our, my dad, but that's, that's my favorite. And that's the embodiment of the mission statement, which came from him, which is crazy. But you know, the first line being that we are privileged to worship. It's an honor. It's It's an honor. honor to worship the one true living God that gave us life. I mean, and every breath that we take, you know, us sitting here right now, every breath that we're sitting, it's not guaranteed, but it's an honor to give him worship that he is worthy of. And he's worthy of so much more than we could ever give him. But when I what I can give him, I'm gonna give him while I can. So I do want to give it a psalms real quick and then then we'll dive in. Psalms one hundred and four, which we all know it by heart. Uh but I just want to give you give you this insight too to go into your church, to go into your place of worship, wherever your house, wherever it may be, go, go with this mindset. To, you know, Psalms 104 says, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Enter into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. Just, uh, you know, be thankful that we get to go to the house of the Lord. And that, that's what I get from that. Be thankful that we get to go and do these things. And then when that thankfulness comes, thankfulness comes, we can enter into the throne room of heaven because we're thankful and we'll enter into the courts of heaven and we'll praise him. So uh, bouncing off that, and I know we're going to, like Josh said, we're going to cover about nine words there. There probably is more, but, but we're uh, what we've got right here, we want to bounce off these words. And, and Josh is going to cover uh, four or five of them, and then I'll cover the rest. So um, he's going to cover five. So we're going to do that real quick, but Josh, just take us into the Old Testament and take us into those words and break them down a little bit.
1: And you, you know, you, uh, thanks Mike, but you had read Psalms 104 there, but, and it it kind of, it's kind of a, another statement and Psalms 102 kind of says along the same things. It says that, that we, uh, and I'm just going to read it. So I don't, so I don't quote it out of, out of place, but just Psalms 100 verse one through five says this says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord yeah. with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us, not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Yeah. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. So here we have this scripture. You know, thanksgiving is the key to the gate. But praise gets you an invitation into the inner court where he is, where he's ruling. And so, you know, if somebody's saying they haven't they haven't heard from God or they're not hearing God or they haven't felt God's presence. David let us know here in Psalms a key to get close to God where you can see him where you can feel him where you can hear from him is to praise yeah. you praise God in the midst of the storm you praise God whenever you don't feel like it and we praise <laughs> God when you feel like it yeah and, and all that so so I just wanted to open up with that so here we're gonna we're gonna dive into some a few uh, Hebrew words that uh, and, and bear with us, neither me nor Michael are Hebrew scholars, and we're probably, if you're listening to this, if Brother Robbie's listening, we're sorry, Robbie, we're not gonna pronounce these right, so. Um, but we're gonna try to go through a few of these Hebrew words and, and what it means to worship and praise God. And the reason there's more than one is because God's so multifaceted. He's like a diamond with so many different angles, and we have to praise Him and because He's so worthy. So the first word we're getting to here, is is the word barak and the root hebrew word here means to kneel down and uh, you find it in second chronicles if you want to know where it's at second chronicles chapter six is where we find this and it said that they knelt down before the assembly and they praised god so one of the ways that we can worship and praise god is when we kneel before him in his presence where you can do this alone you can do this in the midst of a sanctuary if you are with other brothers and sisters you can do it you know with one or two it doesn't matter but when we kneel down and we honor god in his presence that's a form of worship and praise unto god there so another place it's found is in psalms 95 if you're look, if you're wanting to take notes or whatever if you want to look at these places there's another place where they kneel down and that word that is used there to, to, to kneel down is that word that sometimes is translated to praise or worship, but (laughs) it's, it's used to kneel down, but it's in praise and worship unto God. So, um, so that's the first word. The second word here in, in Hebrew that we're looking at is Hilul and it's a rejoicing. It's a celebration of Thanksgiving for harvest. So, you know, we, we say, you know, we thank God when we sit down to eat that whenever I read this Hebrew word, that's what I think about is when we, when we sit down to eat, you know, we're supposed to give thanks, you know, (laughs) for God, for, for our food and our, and and all that. And that is in worship unto God. We're giving him a thanksgiving praise and worship for that food that we're eating. Or if we, you know, if you do happen to be a farmer and you and you have your own, you know, your cattle or or you have produce or something that you grow, be sure and give God thanksgiving for what you get because God is the giver of life and he's the giver of the, yeah. the sustenance and all that stuff that we get. So this word here is found in Leviticus 19. And if you go down there and uh, it's just Leviticus 19, it says, and it talks about when you come, into your land and you plant food and it grows like it's supposed to then we give god this this offering of praise unto the lord for the the bounty that we receive Mm -hmm. the the thanksgiving worship and for what he gives us and that's what this hebrew word is so so here we've got the first two you know we we kneel down in his presence when we want to get in his presence in praise and worship we kneel down and then we Rejoice. give thanks yeah. for something that we you know when we eat or anything like that, we give thanksgiving and that's worship unto God. Yeah. It's it's not a formality. You know, a lot of people let it be a formality, but it's not. It's under worship because God, I'm only eating because you provide, <laughs> not wow. because of me, because God provides. So we give him an offering of worship.
0: If I if I could before you yeah, go keep going. Uh that reminded me and I wasn't gonna but when you said the when when you said the celebration or the Thanksgiving for the harvest, I want to share the the dream that God gave me this past week, and in small detail I'll, I'll go. But in in the dream I was going, and I wasn't driving or I wasn't I wasn't walking or nothing. I was just flying through this down this road, and, and the fields beside me they were all green grass. And as I was going down, they began to turn into the harvest. It looked, like the, it looked like hay getting ready to be cut. You know, it was turning brown. It was getting ready. The harvest was basically preparing itself. And I was flying, and it, it was as far as I could see on this road. The land was going eat every way. And as I would go, I would look back, and the harvest would fall down, and it would be gone. But in front of me, it was still standing. And it got to a point. I would, I would go, and in the dream, I went to a point, and it just stopped. And I turned around, and when I, when it stopped, I turned around. I was set on the ground there, and when I stand on the ground, I turned and looked, and all the harvest was gone. And I remember this. This, this just hit me. I guess. I remember this, but I remember in the dream I began to cry, I began to weep, and, and it wasn't a sorrow cry; it was a happy rejoicing cry. It was a, it was a thank you, God, for this harvest. So when you said Thanksgiving for the harvest, it just hit me like, wow, God, thank you for the harvest, and, and I believe the harvest of the souls that is coming, the harvest of the souls that is coming and that is coming in this hour, in this day, and time. We're going to weep and we're going to cry, but it's going to be tears of happiness and of joy and, and rejoicing because we're. Thankful Thanking God for the harvest that, is, that has come and, and he's going to bless it. So uh, I I didn't mean to interrupt, but man, it just no, hit me right then. So, well,
1: you know, we talked about your dream today and you testified about it. Yeah. I think today mm-hmm. and you've talked to a few people and one thing that just stuck out to me now as you were saying that is you said a few times that you were flying and you talked about not having control. And the reason you have no control is because you were controlled by the wind yeah. and the spirit yes. is a wind; wind and it controls carried. us, mm. and it carries us. And it and the spirit of God is what's going to to make this harvest come about. You yeah. know, mm. we're going to put our little bit of effort with God, but with God, all things are possible. And mm. this harvest that the harvest that is white and ready that Jesus said it's ready. Yeah, pray to send out the harvesters, and, and I believe the harvesters are being sent out, and we're seeing the fruition of those that are getting saved. I believe it's happening now. I know it's happening every every church that, that it seems like every church that I follow online, and I look, they're having good services, they're having people saved. I mean, inside, brother's yes. church just last week had 30 something saved.
0: Five today. I,
1: five today. I mean, God is saving yeah. people. God is delivering yes. people. I mean, and that's, I love your dream because that, we don't have to work at it Mm-mm. because God's the one that's supplying the wind of the spirit and we're just going to go along and we're going to look back and the harvest is going to be, it's going to be taken and God's going to, and God's going to have his way and his glory will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. Habakkuk will be fulfilled before it's all over with because God's word is true. So, yeah. All right. So we're going to dive into the, the third word here and, and this is an interesting one. Um, and it's it's pronounced Zamar, the best I can say, Zamar. And it, the primitive root word, and it it's identified with uh, another word of Zamar, which means to prune. A different variation of it means to prune. And what it has is the idea of you worship God with your fingers by pruning or or, or touching things. And the, the instance that it's used in, David writes in the Psalms about how they play instruments in praise and worship unto God. So yeah. this is for the musicians out there. So whenever you use your fingers or your hands and you're playing the piano or you're playing a guitar or or you're playing the drums or whatever that musical instrument, a violin or a cello or whatever it is, whenever you're doing that unto God, that is worship. Yeah unto God and you need to realize that God has given you those gifts and you use them and you give it back to God and that is worship unto God and like I said that uh, I love that because it you know I, I play the guitar a little bit and not not great but but now you know whenever I found that out man I you know it just brings you more it brings you more fulfillment knowing when I play that guitar and I do it unto God, with all my heart or, I, or, 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 you know, even if you can't say, oh, I can't play an instrument. Uncle Larry always said, you got 10 fingers <laughs> and you can clap those hands, right? And we can bring praise unto God. Yeah. So where that's found at is in Psalms 61, Psalms 66, and again in Psalms 30. Those are three places where it is found, where he says to to to... To shout joyfully unto God, and and it speaks about praising God on a on a, a ten stringed instrument or, or something like that, and mm-hmm. it's in praise unto God. You got anything to add?
0: Uh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, no, no, I don't. On well, kind of in a sense, I guess you'd say. Uh, but I, uh, you know, just thinking about that, and I was thinking about David, uh, which I can't remember the exact numbers now, but in in the scripture he brought into the kingdom was it four thousand something? I'll hop. Talks about it or has it on their deal, but he brought in four thousand musicians and three hundred and sixty uh, worship singers. David knew that in, in, in to enter into the presence of God, he, he needed a worship a worship team that would sing with all their heart, but also people that played the instruments. It, it yeah. was important. It was it was vital, and uh, that's why David brought them in into the temple, into his they not, into they, his they, courts. Day and night, they they played music, music. they mm-hmm. sung. They prayed
1: day and night, 24 hours a day. That's the tabernacle of David when he set it up. And it's interesting as you bring that up. I, I do want to say this. It's interesting that you know Moses. You know, God set the tabernacle up in the in the desert with Moses, right? Yeah. And and he 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 says, Moses, I'm going to take you and I'm going to show you. The tabernacle that's in heaven right and Mm -hmm. i want you to rebuild that tabernacle that's in heaven and i want you to set up the worship and all that the way that it is in heaven Mm -hmm. and then but then you flip over to the new testament and what the prophecy is is that god's going to restore the tabernacle of david David. Mm -hmm. not the tabernacle of moses so there was something that David got a hold of when he was building his tabernacle, and he was setting it up, he said, we're gonna worship God so much. We're gonna have people worshiping him day and, day and night, night. Yeah, every and corner night. of that tabernacle is gonna be soaked in the presence of God and yeah. worship unto God. And God turns over in the New Testament, he says, I like that mm. idea, David, <laughs> I love that worship. I love to, to, to be in your presence, David. So David, because he, was a man after God's own heart. Yeah. And he didn't do it the way Moses did, but he did what he thought. And he and he put those musicians and those singers and those worshipers and God said, that's what's going to be restored in the end time. We're going to have 24 hours a day, seven days a week worship and praise unto yeah. God. I, I believe that the tabernacle of David, David is being restored of, of night and day praise and night and day worship unto God. And I, and I think that what we, you know, it's important because when we worship God, we behold behold God yeah. and what we behold we become so when yeah. we're worshiping God we can become like God yeah. because we're worshiping him mm-hmm.
0: so, well it's good it's a,
1: <laughs> it's it's so good you want to take number
0: four yeah I'll take it uh, number four is <laughs> I, I can't pronounce words any better than anybody can so but I will give it a shot it's you which to literally literally means to use your hands to hold out your hands so as you in your worship you extend your hands out you you put your hands out you're receiving intensively uh it's the winging of hands so so when people are waving their hands and people are thinking what are those people doing they're waving their hands in worship it's it's not just something that we're doing just waving our hands but it's waving our hands in worship praying that the spirit will move so when when you're waving your hands in worship I see a lot more people do it now, more often in, in in our world. But people are waving their hands. It's not just because they're you know standing there trying to get some wind or catch catch some cold air. They're giving a service of worship to God, saying, "God, pour out, Lord, we're worshiping you in, in this way." And when you do that, you're 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 blessing God in that, and God's gonna bless you in that. And, and that can be found that word uh, it can be found in uh, in used in Genesis twenty nine. Uh, and i it says, now I will praise the Lord in that word. It was calling to Judas she's, and, and there. So Genesis 29 and verse 35, and also in Psalms 106, where he says, praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good and his mercy endures forever. Yeah,
1: so when they use that phrase, that's what they were saying is, and you know, and it, and it ties back to, you know, they would, they would sacrifice animals and they would take them to the altar. But sometimes they would just wave the offering. They wouldn't leave it there. They would just wave it. it. (laughs) But now we, in the New Testament, in the New Covenant, we don't have to sacrifice the lamb. So the the sacrifice that that we're waving, we're waving, you know, (laughs) not necessarily, I know it's we're we're joking a little as we're waving to god but yeah. but that's what we're doing we're, we're waving our hands and we're and we're moving our hands in in praise and worship unto god and when it's beautiful thing when you see it done under this in the power of the spirit when god flows and moves in a service and you see god it's just it's just awesome how yeah. it how it works
0: well you said you, you said waving to god there it's almost like you know i'm I'll take my kids, for instance. They, when they see me, or when we're in public, and they're like, "Dad, Dad, over here!" Right. It, it's kind of like doing that to God, yeah. you know. "Dad, here I am, here I am, Father. You pour out, you know. Come see me, come to yeah. me, and and bless me, you know." So most of the time, my kids are asking for concession stand money, but when we go to God, we're asking God, "Bless us, bless us." When we're waving at him, we're trying to give his get his attention. Don't don't stop giving, yeah. trying to get his attention. So uh, we just want to bounce back and forth on sure, the next that's one. Fine.
1: Uh, so number five here. Uh, hope you're enjoying this. So we'll, uh, we'll. Uh, I don't know how long we're going. So uh, where are we at?
0: We're about 28 minutes. We've got a few minutes. Okay, so we,
1: we got a little bit of time. We're trying to keep these keep keep these under a certain amount of time. Just just because it it makes it easier whenever you're listening. I know, and um, you don't want to make them too long. Too long, no, yeah. We'll lose. I, I mean, if you've ever been preaching behind the pulpit and you see people fall asleep, you know you want to keep it. <laughs> you know you want to keep it kind of. Kind of, kind of shorter. Just you know, people's attention span. You know, it's just nature to to, to, to fall off. So, but well, as uh, Sherry would
0: say, yeah. we should keep it under twenty minutes, yeah. or, 20 or minutes just is, right at it. Twenty <laughs> minutes
1: is too long for a for a bad message and long enough for, for a good, good one. one. Yes, so, that's right. We're a little over that, but hopefully, it's good. So, so here we have the fifth. The fifth uh, Hebrew word is Shabbat, and it means to commend or or triumph in something or glory in something and mm-hmm to in one of the root words literally means to address someone in a loud tone or a loud voice uh, so you're glorying or you're triumphing in somebody in a loud voice and and it's found there in psalms 63 where this word is found and it says this it says because your loving kindness is better than life says my lips will praise you yeah so what what they're saying is i will praise you loudly yeah, with my lips mm-hmm. i will praise you because your loving kindness is better than life his his loving kindness towards us is better than even life itself yeah. and not because of that we are going to praise him with a loud voice yeah. amen
0: well that's our uh, our apostle brother robert <laughs> says that you know he can't play the instruments so uh that's what he says he does best. I praise him with a loud voice, and, and he does do it. I see that come to life. When, when we're reading these, I'm seeing them come to life in everything that we do, and, and it's pretty cool that, you it's know, he's. It's all worship. It's all worship it's under all God. It's all worship yeah. under God.
1: When you do it under God, it's worship. Yeah.
0: When you do these things under God and, and not let, this is going to sound rude, but not let man tear you down, tear you aside, or distract you, you, you start seeing the things of God and the fr- fruition of God, as you said. So uh, you, you want to take number six, and I'll
1: yeah so here uh number six is shabak yep. and it's the aramaic root it's only found uh five times and they're all found in daniel and it means to to praise loudly or to adore someone loudly it's it's you're in an adoration unto god loudly so daniel says it five times in his book but here daniel chapter two says it like this and i'll just read it. it says I thank and I praise you, O God of my fathers, for you have given me wisdom and might, and have made me made known to me now what I have asked of you, and you have made known to us the king's matter. So Daniel, he he asked for God an answer and God answers him. So because that God provided that answer, Daniel, he this this word here, it it's 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 of of Aramaic root or whatever, but it, it it just speaks about praising God loudly. You're you're in awe, you're in adoration. Like Daniel was like, oh, he's so good yeah. that he would give me the answers. This little man that that the the creator of heaven would would come down and speak to me and give me the answers to my prayers. And he was just it's he was in awe of the glory of what yeah. God had. So. Hmm.
0: I'll turn it over to you for number 7. Yeah. So, uh, we're number 7 is Tehillah. It's to praise. Is that's just what we're here for is to praise. Uh, you know, sing songs of praise, hymns of praise. Um and the title on, actually on Psalms 145 is the word Tehillah. So the entire Psalms is a, is a psalm of praise. It it's just singing praise unto God. Hey, won't you uh won't you flip over to Psalms. You
1: got it there, Psalms. Yeah. When on your phone there, or whatever, can
0: you flip it over? Yeah. Or actually, I can get it here for you. I got it right here on mine. I got one of mine deals, actually.
1: So Psalms 145, Mike's going to read it since, yep. you know, the entire psalm is, is a t- you know, what this word is. Lot. So yeah. it's not very long. So. No, it's
0: I've, not. I'll, I'll, I've got it right here. Uh, it says, I will exalt you, my God and King, and I will bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you, and, every, and I will praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unfathomable. One generation shall praise your works to another, and shall declare your mighty acts. I will speak of the glorious honor of your majesty and of your wondrous works. They shall speak of the might of your awesome acts, and I will declare your greatness. They shall abundantly declare the fame of your great goodness, and shall sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and great in mercy. The Lord is good to all, and His compassion is over all His works. All your works shall praise you, O Lord, and your godly ones shall bless you. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and talk of the of your power, to make known to people His mighty acts and the glorious majesty of His kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures throughout all generations. The Lord upholds all who fall and raises up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all wait upon you, and you give them their food in due season. You open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and loving in all his works. The Lord is near to all those who call upon him and to all who call upon him in truth. He will fulfill the desire of those who fear him, (coughs) and he will also hear their cry and will save them. The Lord preserves all those who love Him, but all the wicked He will destroy. And my mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord, and let all people bless His holy name forever and ever. That's awesome. So, like that
1: whole psalm, it, it's like that that whole word of to just praise. That was that whole psalm there. David was just in praise. He was just writing a, he praise, just to writing a praise to God. Praise to God. And and I don't know how you are, but I, I've sang songs to God. That that I that I write to myself. You know? <laughs> Nobody's ever heard them besides me and God. But you know, I write those songs and I sing those God to, songs to God in praise unto yeah. God. And it's a, it's just that's something between me and God. And I encourage you to 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 sing new songs to God, sing old songs, whatever. But sing a, a psalm, sing a song unto God because He is worthy to be praised. Yeah.
0: So, you want to take eight? You yeah. I'll finish. Do eight now you now, got I'll eight, finish. and we'll go I'll, nine. I'll
1: do eight, and then. We'll let you finish this up with number nine. Yeah. So, so here number eight we have uh, Tadah, and this is a this is a Thanksgiving and a praise by stretching forth of the hands in Thanksgiving, like on a choir or a corporate gathering of praise. So if you look at like like if everyone in the church was standing with arms raised and everybody was praying and everybody was worshiping all at once and it was really loud, yeah. that's what this word is. And and we we. We actually, we did this a few times today. I, I don't know if you've <laughs> yeah. noticed, but today throughout the, we talked about today's services. But, but we in our church as a whole, at, at points, we would be standing and all of, everyone would, in the church would have their hands up and we'd be praying. People would be speaking in tongues and, yeah. and praying. And that's what this word is, is that it was all out, everything together. And we find this word, it's used in Nehemiah chapter 12, because after they built the built the walls around Jerusalem. And then after they get the walls built, then Nehemiah sets up these praise choirs and he sends them out and they start singing praises unto God and it's so loud. It says there at the end of chapter 12 of Nehemiah, it says on that day that they offered great sacrifices and they rejoiced because God had given them great cause. And it says the wives and the children rejoiced also. And it says, from far away, the joyful celebration of Jerusalem was heard. So the the celebration of all these people together, it seemed like a huge choir coming out of Jerusalem. This celebration that the nations around them could hear, it was that loud. And that's, that's what this is. When you get together with other believers, Brothers and sisters in, in the Lord, and you start worshiping God together and you raise that sound up, we raise our sound and our voices unto God in praise and worship unto him.
0: yeah wow, so awesome, so awesome uh, so number nine and we'll we'll wrap it up after number nine here. Uh, number nine, which <laughs> I've been reading over it. it's my favorite all of a sudden so <laughs> uh, kind of glad I got number nine It's halal, which is to praise, celebrate. To boast or glory and sing almost to the point of foolishness. Uh, people have said that to me before. You know, it, 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 the things you do, the way you act in your worship, it's almost foolishness. Yeah. So I understand that. I get that. But I'm also happy that it's a way that I can incorporate my worship to God. So, uh, you know, it's found 160 times in the Old Testament, half of those being in Psalms, which I'm, I'm an advocate for Psalms. If you're going to read a book of the Bible... I'm a, I'm a Psalms guy. Read it, love it, endure with it, go with David on his journey, sing praises unto God and, and dive into Psalms. Read them out loud and, and know what and know what God is saying about you to you and what David was saying to God as well. So uh eighty eighty of those Old Testament it's found in, in the book of Psalms there. So we read that. Uh wanna go down going on down here reading. Um traditionally it's found as a reference to the Halal Psalms, which is 113 through 118 in Psalms there. And it's praise for deliverance, you know, talking about deliverance from the Egyptian bondage, which with Moses, you was talking about Moses there. It's important to traditional Passover. Uh, and so that's that. And the Passover is instituted also with the Lord's Supper when, when, when Jesus was getting ready to give himself on the cross. So the word Halal is actually the source for the word Hallelujah which is the Hebrew expression of praise to God. And it's been taken over into every language of the world there, as the notes said there. Uh, but it's a Hebrew expression, hallelujah. And we sing the song hallelujah all the time. So halal is is praise. Yah is the shortened word, Yahweh, for the covenant name of the Hebrew God and subsequent of our Christian faith. So when you put them together, you get hallelujah, praise, Yahweh. So when you offer up the word hallelujah. When you, you're offering up your boast of praise, you're, you're praising unto God. You're praising Yahweh. You're praising the one who gave his life for you, who gave his self in, in Passover and death unto us so that we could come through Passover and, and be given life. Jesus paid it all. So when you sing hallelujah, when you sing praises, when you lift up just a hallelujah, when, you, when you're amen, you know, we're, we're in the Bible belt. So when you amen the pastor because he made a good point and you say hallelujah or he says hallelujah, you're offering up a praise unto the Father right then that says Yahweh, I praise you, and you you may be pray you may be uh, Amen in that pastor, Hallelujah in that pastor, but you're offering up a praise unto the Father, and you're saying Yahweh, I praise you for the goodness that you that you have blessed us for the word that you have given us, and, and I, I back that up and. And that is so awesome that we can offer up a praise through a hallelujah, amen. Hallelujah, I, I love it. I love it. So God is faithful, amen. God's true and God's wonderful. And we are running out of time, and so we uh, we're here and uh, thankful, thankful for the praise, thankful that we were created to worship the Father, thankful that He give us the opportunity. As you know, we read in chapter four. That's not just. I'm I'm I'm, I'm it's cool that you know the elders and and, and the creatures. But man, the picture that it created, you know, the wonders of heaven, that, that just blows my mind. So in, in that, I want to I read just one more one more scripture, because praise does a lot of things. Worship, worship does a lot of things for you. Uh, David says in Psalms 18 and 6, In my distress, I called on the Lord and cried for help to my God. And he heard my voice from his temple. And my cry for help came before him to his ears. And then in Isaiah is speaking here. He says, sing to the Lord for he has done excellent things and let this be known in all the earth. One thing my worship does, I can let everybody know that God has done something for me. I don't have to tell you my life. I don't have to tell you what I've been through. I don't have to tell you what valleys I've walked through, what mountains I've what mountains I may have conquered. I don't have to tell you what seas I have, may have passed through on dry land. I may, I don't have to tell you what miry, muddy clay that I have come out of, but my. Worship unto God is a form of letting you know that God has been so good to me and he's worth, he's worth my foolishness to me. And to me, he's worth it. He's worth the hallelujah. He's worth the foolishness. He's worth praising. He's worth lifting up my voice in loudness. He's worth using my hands. If we've got to wave the glory down, he's worth it. If I look silly, it's all worth it because of where he brought me from and what he's done for me. And if anything, anything can break you through, break through and get you through anything, I think worship unto the Father will bring you into a place that you begin to understand him and know him. And you begin to see what he wants for your life, as you were saying earlier. When when and I believe it was Daniel, he he said, you revealed unto me the king's wants and needs there. God will reveal unto you the needs and the wants that he has for your life in worship. And when God begins to do that, you can use that and say, God, I want to build on that. And I also want to thank you from where you brought me from. And I also want to worship you for the places that you're taking me because I know you're going to be there with me through it all. Amen. David said it best. If I make my bed in Sheol or in hell, you're there. But if I go into the kingdom of heaven, I know you're there with me as well. Er, I'm sorry. Yes. So, man. God is so good, and I love, just love worshiping God, just love living for God, amen. But, man, to worship Him in spirit and in truth, as the Bible says, that's an honor. And it's a privilege to worship God. It's a privilege to just live for Him. So it, it's awesome. Today's been awesome. you agree? It's, you know,
1: our mission statement, privilege to worship. Privilege to worship. Today, we were privileged with two great services where we were able to worship God in liberty and freedom without fear of, of man or without fear of, of consequence or anything, I'm, we are privileged in our church to worship God in freedom and liberty. You know, We don't have to worry about being thrown in jail. We don't have to worry about giving our life, but we are privileged to be able to worship God. And if we don't take that opportunity, it's on us, but we are taking that opportunity and we are worshiping God as a church. And as individuals, people are, are, are putting in time in prayer and fasting and all those things that we're, we're, we're doing, we're seeking God, and when you seek God, you find God. Yeah. And that was evident today that people sought God on Saturday and God poured out on Sunday. Oh, on Sunday. So yeah. he was so faithful and and, and, and so many people were, were touched today. I, I could, you know, we could write a book about just today's services, yeah. about Amen. all of, the, what God has done I just I'm so thankful and so honored and humbled to be able to be a part of it and along for the journey and I'm thankful that for this church I'm thankful for you Mike I'm thankful for my wife I'm thankful for all my family and that, that we're all in this journey together
0: yeah amen
1: we're all privileged to worship together and it, man it's just good how God works everything out and how God brings the people together to worship God in spirit and in truth and, and I don't care if the world thinks it's foolishness yeah me neither I don't care if the Mm -hmm. world thinks it's foolishness because they do. People will make fun. People, you know, in jest, they'll say, Oh, you're that church that that runs around in the church and and all that, you know. And I don't care. They can make fun all they want. But whenever God has transformed your life like He's transformed mine, then you're going to worship God with all that you have.
0: Yeah. And uh, it makes you want to run.
1: Makes you want to run. Makes you you want to dance. Makes you want to scream, shout, holler, all in between, you Mm know. I. you know sometimes i just want to explode i say that a lot in sunday school when i'm teaching but sometimes it's just i feel like if i could just explode <laughs> yeah. that would be good worship unto yeah. god and then you can put me back together
0: As so. jeremiah said it's a fire shut up in our bones it's like you want to explode so uh we are running out of time the the phone is kind of beeping at me so i just want to say thanks josh again like i said today's been great uh really have enjoyed it thank you for Help, helping out with this and uh we're going to keep on going with this we're we're like actually we're going to cover the mission statement in full we probably could have got a lot more covered on this but we'll uh, for yeah. today we'll, we'll keep it right here where we are so i just want to pray over everybody as we're as we're shutting it down today and just want to say that we love you thank you guys for listening again uh man the greater things podcast didn't didn't have this big expectation for it but man it's really cool to see you know people are reaching out and just saying the nice things and i'm thankful for it but you know i'm also thankful for what god is doing through this and i just pray that god would bless so uh we're gonna pray and then uh we will just catch you guys next week so gracious heavenly father lord we thank you for the blessings that you've given us for the for the outpouring that you've given us today lord we thank you for the harvest that you've made ready for the harvest of souls that are coming lord we pray right now lord that anybody listening here lord that that doesn't know you as their Lord and Savior, that doesn't know you as the King of kings and Lord of lords. I pray, Lord, that their heart would be turned over to you in such a manner, in such a way that they have to lift up, Lord, a a praise sacrifice, a sacrifice of praise, a sacrifice of worship unto you that they got to lift it up with a loud voice. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would just bless just bless them in this time, Lord, bless those people, Lord, and they would come to know you, Lord Jesus, as their Lord and Savior. Lord, And I just ask, Lord, that you would just move all over this earth, Lord, that you would continue to move all over the earth, Lord, as you've been pouring out over Asbury and all over these universities that are joining in. I pray that it continue to flow through college campuses, that it would flow through high school campuses and on down, Lord, that you would touch your people, that you would bless your people, your sons and daughters that are pouring their hearts out, seeking revival, interceding on behalf of those, that are lost, on the prodigal sons and daughters, Lord, that are going to come home, Lord, I pray that that intercession would begin to touch hearts and lives, and they would run to the Father, Lord, and they would come back to you and know you, Lord Jesus, and I just pray that it would be done, Lord, sweep across this nation, let your fire rest upon this world, Lord, and let the Holy Spirit come and conquer us and conquer our lives, Lord and Jesus, we will give you praise, we will give you honor, and we will give you the glory that you are worthy of in our praise and in our worship. Lord, and in thanksgiving, we give it to you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you again for listening to the Greater Things Podcast. I hope you guys have a blessed night. God bless.